Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast inspired by Polygon's Cool Games, Inc. I am your host, AJ Hart. And I am your other host, Blake Rea. On this comedy game design podcast, we take your lovely ideas from the internet, from YouTube, Reddit, Not email, official channels. Fuck you. Uh, and Raven. Uh, if you you tried to Raven, slip that into the front so I wouldn't catch it, and then I caught you and yeah, it messed thought, up your flow, didn't I, it? Huh? I thought you were a really nice person who doesn't cut other people off, so I was like, I wanted to give you that, but We've no. been doing this podcast for 50-some-odd episodes. You know I'm a trash goblin. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were, say, you were gonna say, like, we've been doing this podcast for 50 years. <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> I mean, shit, it does feel like it, doesn't it? Like, we've only, we only started this podcast, like, it's a been year, about a year and a, a half. year and a half ago. No, actually, no, not a year and a half ago. It's like a year and two months. March a was year. only like two months ago, man. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's like two, three months ago. Yeah, it's three months ago. So we were doing it for a year and, year and three months. Oh, but... God, this year has felt so <laughs> long, Blake. But it's been a lovely year. Actually, AJ, really quickly, I want to do that little that little shout out thing we want that we talked about, because I believe this episode's coming out while it's still June. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, I just want to say oh, happy Pride Month to all of our all of our LGBTQ listeners. We were oh. looking at our analytics and our followers on Twitter, and we notice a good amount of the people who follow this podcast are LGBTQ+. So I just want to tell you that we love you and that happy Pride Month for you guys. Thank you all so much. Yeah. So, happy Pride Month. Hope you're out there having fun. Yeah. But not having out there too much because there is a pandemic. Wear, wear a mask, you hooligan. <laughs> All right, AJ. As you've most certainly guessed on this podcast, we take your lovely ideas and turn them into the next AAA title. Blake. God, we do. You got a video game for me? I do. I do. But like now that I think about it, I think you and I repeat our slogan like at least two or three times when we do our intros. It's because sometimes we go in for it and then the the curdle is always trying to go from our chuckle ha-has into the show. You know, we got to have that nice and spicy cold open and then we have to like kick ass for the show and how do you segue into it how do you segue into the first by by repeating oneself and making listeners upset (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we go on to the segue and one of us clotheslines the other one by interrupting them and making them no longer on the segue and then we have to kind of get the segue back up get it on it again and then cruise into our destination Mm -hmm. all right aj I have a submission for you, if you if you would so very much like one. This one comes to us on. I believe this might be a new submitter. I actually no 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 no. I do I I I have seen a submission by them before. This comes to us on Reddit on our on spiritual on spiritual underscore successor on Reddit um, by Stingray DM, a back scroller adventure game where you can only see what's behind you. So I'm picturing something like Mario, you know, like in Mario where the position of the character is either at the center of the screen or at the very far left and you can see what's in front of you. Yeah. Now imagine that, but unplayable. So it's like (laughs) you are, you are on the far right of the screen, but you still, can only see or actually no you're you're on the far left of the screen but you need to be moving towards the left so you have to like react or you know what this reminds me of what this reminds me of uh our good friend sonic the hedgehog (laughs) he's not like a knight actually no he is a knight he did have the game sonic (laughs) and the black knight and he did become a knight so it is sonic the hedgehog yes sir sonic the hedgehog Uh uh-huh um in Sonic the Hedgehog Adventure 2 Battle, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, There's the incredible escape the city sequence. And at the end of it, you're like running down a hill and you have the big semi truck cruising after you. Oh my God. That's the one that has like the famous butt rock song, right? Hell yeah, it does. As the the greatest song ever made, period, actually. Really? What? Escape the City's the greatest rock song ever made. Isn't, isn't there like some crazy like story behind that song? Like it was written by a band called like We're 50, and it's just like a bunch of rock stars who were like 50 years old at the time. What? Yeah, like it, it that the band who made that Escape the City was by Oh, no, it was like I remember watching Game Grumps and they talked about that. Escape the City by Oh god. What's the name of the band? Crush 40? Crush 40, that's right, because they were all in their 40s, and they were like, we're going to crush our 40s. And I think that's just such a cool fucking name for a band, but please continue your story. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking that, like, I love that level, except for that monster truck, or not monster truck part. God, could you imagine if there was a monster truck chasing Sonic the Hedgehog? It basically was, and it wouldn't surprise me. Like, I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog is all about that, like, big, crazy set piece kind of vibe and hold I feel on like a second a why truck. was the semi truck trying to run down sonic the hedgehog because it was part of the military it was like it was a military oh, it was a military, it, it was semi, a military truck. semi truck that was trying to run him down <laughs> yeah it was well that because that was the whole thing like the military showed up and they're like sonic you gotta you gotta we gotta arrest you man and he's like <laughs> in their defense sonic the hedgehog did leap out of a helicopter steal a propeller blade from the helicopter absolutely damning those pilots oh my to god death. you're right he did <laughs> Straight up kill those guys off screen. Oh fuck! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so Dude, Sonic the Hedgehog's a cold-blooded murderer. <laughs> so okay, okay, okay. So, but what I want to talk about here is just like the the frustration of that level is like you only see behind you. You don't see where oh Sonic God, is going. You're, you're right. So like you have um, to. Crash Bandicoot also had le- levels like this and they sucked so much. I hated those levels. And in that's Crash why Bandicoot. we got to build this game because the whole game is going to be that because you know, what's going to be crazy is it's going to build this crazy speed running culture. That's like, Oh, I, you have to play through the level a bunch of times to know where all the power ups are, where all the collectibles are. And you just have to like ingrain that into your memory so you can do a perfect run of it. So, like, this game is going to suck for general people, but there's going to be, like, a lot of speedruns on it. <laughs> so, is this a Sonic the Hedgehog game that's all about that? Or do we want to create our own quirky, like... Actually, AJ, you know what you and I have never done on Spiritual Successor? Created our own furry OCs? No. <laughs> no, we've done that. We we totally have done that. Remember, I, I had the conversation where I had an owl who wears a scarf and likes to, like, read and shit. And then you chose another bird, right? Sure. I... I I feel like we've had this conversation. I don't know. Either way, either way, I, I have I have an owl with a scarf for Sona. Whatever. Well, we haven't created our own Sonic OCs. Well, what I was thinking is, is every game company has a mascot. We don't have a mascot. What is our mascot that people will make like either furry fan art of or crazy memes? Because Mario, because uh, Mario memes are a thing. It's a ghost with a microphone and a headset. God, I love that. Wow, AJ, you like hit that out of the fucking park. Holy shit, that makes total sense because it's like spiritual successor. It's like, it's like our ghost is like some like, like, and we create this lore that there's like a mysterious 
like they were a famous game designer from back in the day, but nobody <laughs> knows their real identity. So we can just be like, we can take elements of like, I mean, he's not dead, but like Hideo Kojima. Kojima. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Our mascot is just Kojima, but if you put him through like eight filters so he looked like a ghost and then photoshopped I, headphones onto well, I him. Was, I was actually just picturing it's a sheet ghost with like a mic and headphones. That's it. <laughs> so, oh my god, okay, so the, this is our, this game is about a ghost, like, having to move backwards through a level, um, and it's just a platformer. Yeah, it's just a platformer, but nobody know, can see what they're jumping around or into. They're just going to have to do it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, and every time mm -hmm. it does restart them at the beginning of the level. Well, I think it would be kind of, are you gonna, are, wait, oh, you know it'd be really cool, actually? Um, your character doesn't stop moving to the left. So it's like kind of like a maze where it's like uh, there's <laughs> there's different ra like tracks you can be on. You can be at the bottom, the middle, or the top track, and you have to remember as you're going through the level, like you and the moment you hit a wall or something like in a maze, you have to start the maze all over again. So it's like it's just a constant, and it instantly puts you back. So it's not like you have okay. to wait a loading time. You're just moving left and you have to like oh gotta go up gotta go down then i have to what i like about a this spike. a lot is like you can't tell if you're going to be hitting mm -hmm. a dead end until your character stops moving and then yes. you're like ah oh, beans i yes. gotta restart again and we're just gonna waste time Ooh, oh yeah. so much time is going oh, to go into this game. oh yeah man like it's and then you know we're gonna have like people who are gonna spend 100 plus hours on this that's gonna look great for sales and then we're oh, gonna the steam DLC. numbers on this are gonna look so choice Wait, what? The Steam numbers? Isn't there like a thing in Steam oh, yes. where it can tell you how many like hours people have put into this game? Yes. I <laughs> I uh, there's a there's a whole Reddit dedicated to people giving nasty reviews on Steam, um, but they only played like like less than an hour. It's like they play ten minutes but then give these like three page long reviews that are just like really spiteful and awful. It's really it's the, really fun. <laughs> the alternative is the reviews that are really bad and then you see that they've put like 150 hours into that video game and you're like, "Damn, dude, you must have really hated this game." I, I, I hated it so much. I just wanted to play it. I just I just wanted to play it out of spite. Actually, I feel like I've played a game out of spite before. Like I've Oh yeah. Yeah, I've played um Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain kind of out of spite. <laughs> because like i wanted to like it so bad i saw the trailers i saw like the amount of like stuff you can do customization to mother base the amount of like options you have for combat and like maneuvering your character is just really really cool but then like i kept like telling be like no this game is gonna get good this game is gonna get good but it never <laughs> fucking gets good for me because it's just outrageous but like somehow you're coming i still into the wanted game, to like, play eight, it eight games late no, like, I, I, there were some situations where I felt like I wish I knew the characters, like, because Ocelot's in it, and I'm like, okay, all I know about Ocelot is that he juggles guns for five minutes in one game. That is all you need to know about him. <laughs> that's fair. Like, that's fair, you know? <laughs> but, like, for the most part, because it's a... you Actually, no, I can't say that, because that is... His, well, the game's been out for, like, six, seven years, right? It, it follows a, a new story for Snake, so it doesn't really matter that you didn't know stuff prior you know what i mean no but i also haven't played any of those games <laughs> well, 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 well what i'm saying is is the story is is wholeheartedly original and you don't need to have the context of the characters beforehand to experience it gotcha in okay. my in my opinion um which is kind of cool it's kind i think that was the point of the game because it was meant to be um for people who are new to the whole series but you know 
I don't know. So you so, just played through that game, gritting your teeth, waiting for it to get good, and it never did? Yeah. But, like, I kept being, like, I, I played out of spite because, like, everybody has told me, like, Metal Gear Solid games are amazing. And Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain is regarded as one of the better ones of them because it's just, it was an open world that had so many different options and play, ways to play. And a lot of people regarded it as an, as an amazing 10 out of 10 game. And I was like, it's going to fucking get good. It's going to fucking get good. I'm going to see what this is about. <laughs> I'm going to see what everybody's all hyped about. And then it never did. But some, you know, but weirdly enough, I still kind of want to play it. <laughs> Just got to go back. But yes, that see, that's the slogan for our, our side scroller game. Got to go back. Oh, yeah. So instead of got to go fast, it's just got to go, go back. Got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a video game suggestion. All right. Tell me about it, brother. Hey, AJ, would you be upset if I just started playing Escape from the City? Uh, right the now? Back- yeah, in the background. I don't know if it'll show up on the... You know what? Just for like S's and G's, I'll slap in a little bit of that track right now. I mean, oh. we're already breaking some music can copyright you, can laws. Can you do the by... one where it's like the chorus? Uh... <laughs> Leaning around at the speed of sound. That one? That got part? places that... to go. Gotta <laughs> follow my rainbow. <laughs> Oh, that's a line in that? Oh my god, I love that. Something that's like that. That's fucking inspirational. Gotta follow my rainbow. I want that on a t-shirt. Uh, Alright, all right, this so- suggestion here comes from Connor Rain on Twitter, at Connor Rain. What up? Cooking mama, but every recipe <laughs> is a depression meal. <laughs> AJ, what is the like the saddest meal you've ever cooked yourself? So cook is a... Here, here's my thing. I don't want to create a game that puts out bad energies in the world. AJ, these are games that are not supposed to be made. And so what I want to do instead is create a game that instead of like your depression meals, I I don't do depression meals. I do what I refer to as childhood snacks. Are you you saying depression and childhood are the same thing? I'm saying that (laughs) my family sometimes when we were like, "Uh uh-oh, time to eat, but we don't really want to cook something, tortilla and butter. Top tier snack. Tortilla and butter is like a top tier snack, dude. What? Yeah, it's the same as like buttered bread. It's just a tortilla. Actually, holy shit, you're right. Why? why? Yeah, holy shit, I judged that way too fast. That's actually like the same yeah, fucking thing. You feel stupid now, don't I do, you? I do feel stupid. That sounds lovely. You want to know uh, like, another another really good meal that I like to do that's really quick and easy? Uh, I call it nachos in a bag. You get some like mock meat, some Morningstar meat, and a bag of Doritos. <laughs> And maybe some salsa, and you crunch up the Doritos, and then you heat up the mock meat, and then you just put the mock meat in the bag with the Doritos, pour a little salsa, maybe a little bit of cheese, boom. Oh my god. Nachos in a bag. You know what my my two favorite things to eat as a kid was? That's like ingenious. That actually, like, that's like, oh, it's just convenient. That's really nice. Um, It is a go-to meal for me when I'm like, I don't really want to cook, but I've got a bag of Doritos kicking around. I... (laughs) As a kid, I would just take two pieces of bread, some ham, and some mozzarella cheese, and I just microwave it and just eat it that way. No condiments, (laughs) just a wet fucking sandwich. Just eat that. I think (laughs) that calling these depression meals is a little bit like it's a little bit reductive because what these are are college power trips. Is really what they are. They're they're the things that you eat in college when you have complete power over what you're going to consume. I. I don't know. Like, I feel, speaking of college, do you remember that one guy who made, like, the, it was the college uh, professor that released these videos for the internet about, like, easy to make meals at home? 
It's the but it's the guy that they paired the sad music to because he's like. I was about to ask, are you talking about the sad microwave man? <laughs> yeah, the sad, the sad microwave guy. So it's a game all about you just like oh, AJ. Actually, wait, I know it. I know it. I know how this game is gonna work. So, <laughs> do you remember the game Little Inferno? No. So that what I, is you, that? I know you and I have talked about on the podcast before. I would so recommend it to you because it's just such an amazingly unique way of telling a story in a video game so this is a world where it's always snows and it's depressing i believe it's supposed to be victorian britain um all you have is a fireplace in your home that you can just throw things into so like you can order things by mail like you can order uh a can of snakes you can order weird fluffy pinatas you can order like a bunch of other things and you could just put it in the fire and when you burn things in the fire it spits out money that you can then purchase more things with and then you're also getting like and uh like um you know uh letters and mail from like your neighbors who are also doing the same thing you're getting letters from like the company that uh sells the little inferno like fireplace and it's just and you're just looking at this fireplace and it all takes place within that and then crazy stuff happens towards the end of the game that I really don't want to spoil. It's a really yeah, but wonderful it's experience. essentially like a little idle game. Yes. So I think we have we're just looking into a microwave and we're trying <laughs> to figure out meal combinations that we can that are like really sad and there's like really depressing fucking music. Um, and it'd be kind of funny if we got the sad uh, nachos guy to do all the narration. So like, <laughs> say if you got like a like a letter of a recipe or something. Actually, you know what's an even better um, a good example that we could do too is uh, uh, what's the name of the game? It's Markiplier did an amazing game. It's something Liberty. Presentable Liberty. Presentable Liberty. You know, like how you were. It's the same method where it's like you're getting letters with shit in it that you can. Yeah, an idle game with a passive narrative. Yes. So we do something like that where it's like maybe you're just in your kitchen and everything you're getting is like stuff you you can get like notes or pictures of people having more fun than you and put it on, magnetize it on your fridge. The, the like, like the narrative, the like presented narrative or passive narrative that you get is like you're sitting at a microwave, kind of like throwing combinations together, and then you put them in the microwave and mm-hmm. then like however long it's cooking for is when your character's like scrolling through socials on your phone oh so like and that's, that's when how you get you're like message. seeing the story given out like yeah maybe you Ooh. see a text message from a friend and they're like oh check yeah. out my instagram and then you go to the instagram and you see that and oh man this is gonna get bummersville like this is just <laughs> like a game that's like about a person Living. cooking their depression meals generating their own fomo Oh, interesting. So it's like there it's a person burning through Instagram about like people texting about their hi, I'm in Maui and I'm eating this like four course like barbecue meal or something like that. And it's just like Where's the story though? Because this is like super actually yeah, a fucking yeah. This is bummer. just a bummer, Bill. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about how our game ends. Our game ends with like this person graduating from college and realizing that you know what that was just a temporary point in their life and that's not forever and they don't need to be looking at social media. So like the whole point of the game is is to look at your phone less and you just kind of become more present and you start noticing beautiful things about the world around you. Like there's hey there's that note on the fridge from a friend. Like maybe I should text them and you. you then then it goes into this whole storyline of like actually developing relationships over social media and things like that something that just takes away from oh, like yeah there we go yeah like so the, the game starts off with like this like really sad like bummersville energy but then like i love this idea that like maybe there's a level of like agency that you can start to have in the world uh, mm-hmm. and maybe that would help out uh 
And so like, yeah, like you get, you see a message and someone's like, oh, I didn't like this meal very much. And then if you could go in and message them and be like, dude, I got this sweet hookup. Here's what you're going to want to do, my man. Mm -hmm. Two pieces of bread, Mm -hmm. one piece of ham, two pieces of cheese sticks, (laughs) throw it in the microwave and it's going to be killer. (laughs) I call it a wet sandwich. I know. Don't let the Is name. Is that fool what you. you called it, Blake? <laughs> no, I I never had a name for it. I just I just <laughs> I just ate it, and you know it was. I, I you know what's so funny about that? It was like I actually have like really good memories of that sandwich because it would just be something I'd go visit. You know, my girlfriend at her house. This is a girlfriend I had for like over five years, and they always just had a bunch of that stuff lying around. So I would remember just. Um, eating that and just hanging out and just watching movies and it's just like it was like a weird it reminds me of like a of a that simple just like depression food you know not depression in the sense of like it makes me depressed but like it's just a sad thing to look at but i remember it being paired with such happy things yeah no i'm kind of the same way like i know that sometimes when i'm like kind of feeling down i'm totally fine putting just a horrible monstrosity into my gullet um (laughs) something that me and my sister used to do all the time was just like just cheese and a quesadilla and we would or like a cheese and a tortilla throw that into the microwave and nuke it and like it is horrible on my body yeah but like whenever i eat that i'm like oh i remember like it's sitting around with my sister over summertime just hanging out cracking Mm. jokes oh you know be so cool actually aj here's the game here's the game we do it something like um fire uh what's the name of that game is it firewatch or it's the one where you're like the the ranger who's like kind of like discussing flashbacks of his wait of his so I'm thinking is is like you are in the present and you are like nuking something, but the moment you nuke something, it gives you into a flashback narrative where you're like remembering why this food is so important to you while you're cooking it right now. So like say we do like the, our character, our main character is like has a bag of Doritos and some mock meat and some cheese and just decide to mix it and then they're they the moment they take a bite of it, you get to like go to a flashback that explores the narrative more. So I like, would argue that like maybe maybe it's not that in, ingrained because I love this idea of like the passive narrative. I almost would prefer this idea of like if you create the right combination and throw it into the microwave, then something within the kitchen area that you are in appears. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like this idea that maybe like let's say that you combine to make the ham sandwich that you make. Mm-hmm. You throw that in the microwave and you hear a ding. You turn around, you look at the fridge, and now there's a note on the fridge that's like maybe it's from an old friend or an old flame or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, don't be afraid to reach out sometime. Aww. And then you can go into the phone and then you can reach out. Yeah. So it, 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 it like your contacts list grows, basically. Yeah. So it'll be like, it'll be like kind of like how Catherine handled their phone thing. Where, like, you can actually, I don't know if you've ever, no, you've played Catherine, right? Yes. You can send text to people, but it, you don't pick what those texts are. You can just press send text or call them, and it's a yes or a no. And you can do mm-hmm. that whenever you want. So it's something similar like that. It's like, okay, here's this relationship. I can have this much conversation with them before I need to cook my next meal. So, like, you can you have to cook more meals to unlock more like texts or calls or messages or things like that so the the game is like i I think it's like this is more of like an experience kind of game rather than like 
a game game. You know yeah, what I mean? it's not like a video game video yeah. game. My thought is like you're in like a you, the game fires up and you're like in a kitchen and there's like a variety of different menus that you can go to. But each menu is kind of structured as if this person was like turning in their kitchen to look at a different thing. There's mm-hmm. like the cupboard, the fridge, the microwave and the phone. Mm-hmm. But where the com- so- where the comedy and the contrast comes from is all the meals have to be gross yeah, they're, they're all things that you grab food. from the oven or they're all things that you grab from like the cupboard and the fridge. You yeah. put those things together, you put it in the microwave. Yeah. If you make the right combination of something, you'll get a ding. The story progresses a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's lovely. I like that. All right. This was a this was a fun. This is a fun, heartfelt game and I love it. But we need to make some games that shouldn't be made. <laughs> all right. Hit me with something. What oh, do shit, you got? It's my turn. Oh, yes. man. You know, I do love like making the occasional like heartfelt game. I'm yeah. I'm always I'm always for that. And then I'm super down to just give you <laughs> um something to follow it up with. Uh this one comes to us on our Reddit from Mini Ace 2009. Uh, they say whatever game this would be, it's just Cat Girl Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is this a restaurant managing simulator? Man, fuck this podcast. I'm going to cat girl Chipotle right now. <laughs> fuck everybody loves everybody loves a cat girl or a cat boy or a cat person. Everybody everybody loves cat people. It's just I think it's something that unites no, us. This as is a society. cat girl Chipotle. If you want to go to cat boy Arby's, you can go to <laughs> no, cat it's, boy it's Arby's. Cat, no, it's cat boy Sharkies because it only is for burritos. It can only burrito burrito adjacent restaurants. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's oh my god, that's part of our narrative is that they're going head to head. It's Cat Girl Chipotle versus Cat Boy Sharkies, right, and so it's like a visual novel be- like sort of thing where it's. Uh, uh, could you do? No, I was thinking like something like um. What's that one uh, series you play? It's the it's the one where it's like the two families that are going head to head, but it's medieval. Family you, Feud? No, 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 no. It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> sure, whatever. All right, well, we'll I'll play with that. Like Family Feud's awesome on on the Switch. Actually, it's here's Feud what I would Switch? say. How I, we need to analyze how would Chipotle be different if it was being ran by cat girls? Uh, and here's what I will they say: they cook with nothing but their tails. AJ, easy. Well. Here's what I was going to propose. As we all know, it is impossible to give a cat a command. You and I both know Gibbs owns you. Gibbs makes the rules. That's fair. So it literally I is have just three cats in my cats. home, and if I want them to sit where I want them to sit, I have to pick them up and place them where I want and hope to God they stay still. So the you're Cat just... Girl Chipotle is a mini game where you are attempting to make an order for your Chipotle, and you have to, it's like a puzzle game of like how do you get the Cat Girl to put oh. the correct ingredients onto your Chipotle? And burrito. like each level is different. Like say you're the manager that has to herd these cats. No, you are the person making the order. No, I think you need to be the manager because you can do a thing where it's like Diner Dash, where multiple customers come in and each one presents its own unique puzzle. Uh, so it'd be like, hey. This this guy wants extra avocado, so I need to make sure the avocado cat girl is not fidgeting with like the sink, like pawing at the droplets that are coming out of it. <laughs> but they'll only focus on the avocado station for like a couple of seconds before they get distracted again. So you need to do a thing where it's like, I need to make sure this person's here first, so the other person will be at their station or something. <laughs> like that's I think that would be more fun than just being a person ordering. Okay, like, that's fair. Because it wouldn't make sense while you, as the customer, are telling the 
the workers what to do. This well, is a that's car- the thing. This is like when you go into Chipotle, you're trying to get your burrito. Like when I go into Chipotle, I'm like, hey, I need a burrito. I need it with a little bit of rice because I'm really going to be loading this thing up on the second half. And I need you to I need to make sure that you're not going to front load me here. I totally agree with you on that. But like. I'm trying to think of the logic of like what agency does a customer have over an employee? That's why a I laser think pointer. Well, <laughs> well we, AJ, we could we could also make this a co-op game where like like it's a it's a mandatory co-op game. So say you and I are playing this, you play the manager. Actually, I play the manager. You play the customer. So you and I need to work together to direct these cat girls into making fucking bitchin' burritos. Dude, okay, so it's, it's, you know, what was that one game uh, the guys on Node played it where, like, some people could play with a controller and some people played in VR? Oh, are you talking about the uh, the one where you have to find the person, or...? Uh, I was thinking more of the one where one person places a big giant and the other person places a little dude with a rocket oh, launcher. Oh, yes, I know I know the game you're talking about. Let me, let me go find it really quick, because that's a really bitchin' game that I think... Uh, we need to play on on BF4 one of these days. Um, what I'm essentially proposing is the idea of this game being like an asymmetric co-op game where one person plays as the Chipotle manager and they can kind of assign where a cat girl goes and they can try to like coordinate the cat girls to make the most efficient burrito making si- uh, mm-hmm. environment. The person in VR is then given physics tools to try to lure the cat girls into creating the burrito that they need. Mm-hmm. Also, the name of that game is uh, DeVigo. DeVigo is a very cool game. Yes. So just to just to explain what that is, is a person is a giant um, with two hands and they're the person in VR and they're surrounded by a bunch of uh, smaller people um, that are trying to hit the Goliath with rockets. It's supposed to be like a David and Goliath thing. And all the people who aren't in VR are operating on controllers or, you know, uh like their computer to throw rocks and other things yeah. to hit the Goliath. So you're picturing something like one person one is person's... in VR? Yeah, one person is in VR with physics tools trying to get the girl, the cat girls to make the burrito. They have the laser pointer, they have like a clicker, and they've got like... <laughs> they uh, they have the tools. Catnip. They have catnip, and oh they say, God. hey, just a l- hey, I'll make you a deal. I've got a lot of catnip but here, see, so I need that... a lot of those black beans. But where right, the puzzle you... part comes in is that... If you use catnip, um, they are like just you can uh, get their attention for like one short bit of time, but then they're just like high out of their mind the rest of the yeah. Round. If I use catnip on the beans cat girl, you need to swap that beans cat girl out because she's mm-hmm. going to be on a trip for the next like five minutes, mm-hmm. and she won't. I needed so a lot like of beans to, on like, that burrito, so I gave her so much of that good good. You have to like you need to the put her in the back room and let her chill out for a little bit. <laughs> Put her in the chill out tent because she's going places. There has to be, there has to be a cat tree, but it's like people sized, like in the fucking corner where just like they could go chill out. But it's just, it's just a fucking human size. God, I don't know, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I always wanted to have like a human sized like cat thing. Like I'm so fucking jealous. like a big people sized cat. Tree. Yeah, dude. Like because cats have it so fucking easy. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Anna Akana. Uh, decorated their apartment to where they have like these jungle gyms that run along like their wall and ceiling for their cats like they're these wooden bridges that you just like peg into your wall and i'm like i'm always fucking jealous of cats because they get cool shit like that to be fair i don't know if all cats to get that i think just anna akana's cats get that no that's like a i mean sure i don't know but like 
I can be jealous of Anna Akana's cats, AJ. Okay, that's fair. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> so we have to work together in communicating how to deal with these cat these cat girls who have the attention span of literal cats. Yes. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's your turn, buddy. Give me a game. All right. What do we got here? Also, Cat Girl Chipotle is just a bitchin' name. It's a very fun thing to say, actually. I'm having a lot of fun just saying those words out loud. <laughs> what next? Oh, we have so many good ones here. Dude, we had so many submissions this week. It's pretty crazy. Love you guys. That's so, it's like, like, looking back to like where we were like a, um, a year and two months ago where we were just kind of like stealing submissions from the Cool Games Inc. Reddit to being like, hey, we have like 30 plus people shoot us submissions like every week like that's 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 bizarre that's like that's like so much that's so fucking awesome and i'm so grateful for that (laughs) (laughs) gimme gimme aj this comes from aiden kedzierski on twitter aiden keds uh and also from their friend at Crunchy Reds. <gasps> oh, I know which one you're talking about. Before you Aiden, give it, before you give it really quick, uh, I just want to say thank you, Aiden, for your lovely email. Like that was really, really sweet of you. We're very, oh, very grateful. That email was from this person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Mm-hmm. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. That was really kind of you. Aiden suggests my friend created the poster for the next <laughs> most popular game ever, and I thought y'all would like to come up with what the game is actually about. And the image <laughs> is Whaleo Combat Evolved. <laughs> It's just, it's, I think it's the Halo Combat just, Evolved image. It's just Halo. but Except it's, they put a W and an E in there to make Whaleo Combat Evolved. Also, they changed the bottom to create what looks like a whale tail. Okay, so I love this because is this just going to be like a first person shooter with giant whales? Because like that idea alone is like, Fuck yes, sign me up. So oh, yeah. this is a- <laughs> so what you're cre- what you're imagining is a uh, who's the fucking angry pirate guy that wanted to kill the big space? Well, he wanted to kill a big normal white whale. Oh, you mean Ahab from uh, Moby Dick? Space Ahab. Space Ahab. <laughs> Hear me out. It's a space. It's a whaling game, but in space. <laughs> Okay. No, I understand that, that maybe there's a little bit of moral gray area about the the businesses of whaling, uh-huh. but trust me, in space everything is legal. How about, how about this, AJ? How about we turn it on its head a little bit? It's space wha- whales it, are evil. No, we must space, kill them all. No, space whales are like the ne- are like the are being hunted, but we're hunting the hunters. So it's like. It's the it's Moby Dick, but the reverse. It's like we have a we have a whale with a fucking gun, and it is trying, <laughs> and it's just a straight up gun, and it is trying to hunt Ahab. Because whaling whaling's fucked up. Like whaling's a horrible fucking thing that is a reality. And I think it would be great if we just gave a whale 
a, a 1911 like I or like a space pistol whatever you want to do okay, but it's so like we but are it, a space whale with a gun yeah and we are on our way to kill Captain Ahab yeah combat evolved he got away dude. from us once but he won't get away from us a second time see I think you could do a cool thing like, so here's the story here's the story of this game whales beautiful fucking creatures by the way I love them I love whales they're cool they're the biggest mammal in the world they develop they are being hunted to extinction on earth and they decide they i don't know what happens but somehow they get smart enough to invent space travel um well you see and the ocean's they, really big so if they go to the bottom of it and they swim up as fast as they can and they get a running start <laughs> they can just launch right out of this bad boy so sure and then they just and Bro, it's physics and, and we discovered that sp- that whales for because they're so big they can survive in the vacuum of space that's just <laughs> that's science that's science you know that is science um, they, can, they have they bristly, can generate they, their own oxygen they have bristly teeth so they can like comb through like space the vacuum and find the oxygen that's how they live so now they crash land on some alien planet that's like that that is like uh, gives them all of the things. What it allows them to carry guns, like they learn how to carry guns. So now we have Space Force Ahab hunting whales in space, and then we play the whales like destroying Ahab. So did is the this, white whale have a name? Uh, I think it was Moby Dick. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, I didn't read the book, so. <laughs> I did not read that book. Uh, don't worry about it. It's it. I mean, it's a long. It's it's a very dry book, from what I have heard. How uh, they make a dry book in the ocean? Yes, Mo- Moby Dick is a. Get, is, wait, hold is on. The, my joke didn't land. Hold on. How they make a dry book when it's about the ocean? Uh, you'd think it'd be a very wet book. Well, it turns out nobody mentioned it, but that whole book does take place in space, so <laughs> that's why it's so dry. <laughs> so <laughs> so what we're creating here mm-hmm. it's, first question i need to know uh-huh is are there are there, ve- are there vehicles that you can use in in our whale game no you're a whale whales can't drive they can only operate guns with I, their telekinesis i <laughs> i love the idea of a whale just being on like the back of a flatbed and just fucking that's <laughs> it's just a whale with wheels but like they're useless because they're in space so they're just aesthetic wheels what is the gameplay here because i'm gonna tell you what i immediately thought of when i thought about a space whale in space trying to fight off space whalers I, that was a sentence all right tell me about it um it's a shmup a shmup that's what those are called right with those bullet hell games that were, where you're just kind of like tr- Streaming along. I have never heard of a shmup before. Are you saying this is something like Enter the Gungeon? Uh, no. Um, what's a like Galaga is a shmup. Oh, so like you are locked on a horizontal part of the screen as things come towards you. Yeah, I would almost argue would would Star Fox count as a shmup? Mm, I don't know. Well, yeah, because you're on rails. Yeah, it's it's a rail. So. It's a railway railway shooter, shooter. but you control yourself. I like the idea of this game playing like Star Fox, actually. I like that very much. (laughs) I love that so, so deeply. Sweet. Like, just like the the electromagnetic waves of Titan are roaring below you, but you're just flying above them as you're taking out, like, like, ships that have, like, like fucking, like, uh, 
like anti gravity stuff. So it's like it's straight up wooden ships, but it's it's like but they have like space thrusters on them. So it's like a it's a lot like a fucking Treasure Planet. So it's like yeah, it has it's like the, Treasure Planet aesthetics, but space whales. Yes, and you are like on a it's a railway shooter. We are playing a whale in between levels. Or actually, during levels, you can collect scrap with your big-ass mouth, and then you can apply those to give yourself different guns and shielding. And, and armor. And armor. God, armor on fucking whales, like, would be so cool. <laughs> imagine, like, oh, imagine a whale in, like, knight's armor, like, medieval knight armor. And, like, they can pop up, like, the little visor to where you can see their face, but then they can, like, when, <laughs> when shit gets real, they can just, like, nod their head down like Iron Man, and it just comes down. Oh, fuck, I'm into that. I'm into that. It's so, such a good visual. <laughs> so, if if this is, um, the story of our game, is this, like, the last living whale, and it's just, like, a revenge tale? I think it is a revenge tale while you, you, Moby Dick, Space Moby Dick, are on your way to kill Captain Ahab, the great, the the, the space space pirate king. You say Space Moby Dick, but I say Space Dick for short. (laughs) Space Dick. You play a Space Dick (laughs) on your way to go kill. I'm sorry. Nope, you said it, and it's canon (laughs) because this is how the writing room works. Canon, baby. (laughs) You play as Space Dick. You are on your way to kill the pirate king. Captain Ahab. Fucking sweet. Space Pirate King, I'm sorry. Captain Ahab. Mm-hmm. Because he's destroyed so many of your friends and family. Yes. This is a Star Fox-esque game where there's complete upgrade paths. You can create, get new weapons, get mm-hmm. new armor, get new skills, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's, like, I love the idea of guns. Like, eventually you can get an upgrade where the guns orbit you, the space <gasps> whale. Oh, like auto, like, uh, it's like the... um. The freaking it's like an auto gun where it'll just like it won't do a whole lot of damage, but it's something that can do a consistent DPS to just like nearby enemies. It's like yeah. an auto it's like an auto aiming thing. And one thing, because again, this is the AAA title and I want to steal something from Nier Automata, one of the greatest games I've played in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Nier Automata would do this thing where sometimes the camera would adjust so that like sometimes it's like a third person action game and then sometimes the camera would go completely up above the character and it'd become a bullet hell oh, or like sometimes shit. it would like the camera would rotate to the side and it would be a side scroller mm-hmm. and so i like this idea of like well it's core gameplay is like this star fox like you have like a full maneuverability around the screen and to shoot mm-hmm. maybe there are times where like the camera pans up and it becomes like a normal traditional shmup or but maybe it, the become, camera... it be- basically becomes a game of asteroids at that point yeah. Where it's just like it's just like uh you it zooms out and suddenly it's just your top down while the whale while space dick is in the center of the screen and then suddenly they're being approached from all sides on like just like ships and meteors and other things that they need to like you uh, like destroy before it hits them. Yes, or like maybe there's another one where like it, it scrolls to the side and it's like you're near the final boss and Captain Ahab's like, fire everything we have. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a full bullet hell as you're just kind of going up and down to try to dodge everything as it comes mm-hmm. in. Can I give like one aesthetic like choice here? Other Instead than it of- being other than it looking exactly like the aesthetic from Lost Planet. I was Treasure think- Planet. Sorry, I, not Lost Planet. I was Planet. thinking it's no lasers, no like no like like traditional shit. All of the guns are just shoot spears and nautical things. Yes. So like the grenade launcher isn't a grenade. It just it's a cannonball or it shoots a fucking anchor at like the ship, like a whole ass anchor. So just like do like a steampunk nautical kind of vibe to everything. But it's in space. God, why wasn't Treasure Planet more like popular? Like what the fuck, man? 
Because some things are too good for this universe. God, dude. Like, shit. There was, like, so many good movies during that era. Like, remember Anastasia and how great that movie was? I and then love just, Anastasia. Just... I only ever want to be thinking about Treasure Planet as the thing. Uh, that game shaped my flavor for sci-fi aesthetics. It's pretty fucking bitchin'. It's bitchin'. It's bitchin'. Wonderful. All right. All right. We should do some lightning round stuff, and then we got to decide on our nug. Okay. All Let's right. hit some lightning rounds. <laughs> I have one for you. <laughs> Okay. Hit me. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I just had my picture back open to freaking. Um, also, that was. Uh, did you mention that that was a sh- that Walio was a shared post from Crunchyroll? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> this one comes to us from Dustin. Oh, please forgive me for butchering your last name, my friend. Dustin Mier or Meyer uh, at Dustin underscore Meyer. Uh, Wario Hammer forty k. So, <laughs> I want <laughs> I want to do a tabletop battle strategy game with the Mario boys, and each army is like a different thing. You have like Bowser's army, which is all the Koopas. You have Wario's army, which is like just a bunch of well, Bowser's Bowser's, Bowser's army is like it's a lot of really bad characters. Like it's like you have Bowser, and then you have like a hundred little Goombas. Yeah, you have the, the Koopa kids. And... Is like a group of eight very very good units, but that's mm-hmm. all they have on the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mario is like this one man power monstrosity. Um, he's an unkillable destruction. All hell may. He's basically the, imp- Earth he's the imperi- he's the imperial knights where it's just like you just need one big ass unit and then it could just fucking send waves of people. And then you have Princess Peach uh, or you have like the princesses army, which is just all of the famous princesses from the, the Mario games and, and toads and and toadette. Yes. Um, and they're just going to town. So <laughs> I feel like you could do a thing uh, like all of the terrain is just various stuff from the Mushroom Kingdom. And it's just it's that is that. That's and you have Yoshi, who has a unique ability of being able to consume the other player's pieces. And when your Yoshi <gasps> oh, does that, you do shit. then have legal ownership over your enemy's uh, little figures. Well, I feel it could be a That's thing. That's in the rule book. Like, Sorry. <laughs> I feel it was more of a thing where uh, Yoshi is actually useless by himself. But if you it gets within six inches of an enemy unit, he can roll to capture them and then use them as a ranged weapon. And if I had Yoshi on the field and I f- took it and I choose not to use your Luigi, I own your Luigi now. It's possessions are nine tenths of the law. I own it. <laughs> it's if someone fun. puts Yoshi on the field, they're looking to steal your stuff. Oh, Don't fuck. trust a Yoshi player. It's just like you just create like an army of elites. That's <laughs> all is just Yoshis. And then it's just like by the end of the game, it's just you own their entire army. I own oh, this whole that. army now. I'd love that. I love that. All right, give me another. Give me another uh, lightning round. I got one from Joe Langlois. I'm sorry if I butchered your name at the Giuseppe. By the way, Giuseppe, when you come in onto the show, like <laughs> Kerbal Space Program, but you build an automated rope, but you build automated robots that fight each other. Mm-hmm. So. So you put all the little pits together and you're like, all right, I know that these robots are going to go out and they're going to absolutely wreck shop. I just hope that my leg structures are enough that it does not cripple itself within four steps. You didn't bind everything properly. No, the thing thing about Kerbal, and I think a lot of the enjoyment comes from me, it's not necessarily like seeing how far I can get or seeing like how complex of a thing I can make. It's just like... Un- just seeing my lack of understanding laid bare in front of me <laughs> it's just like i like i create a rocket and i'm like and i'm like okay cool this will this will 
likely work and then i realize there's a complete mechanic of the game that i forgot about like for example binding you can't just put rockets next to one another and assume they'll stick to one another right no you need to know what binding is and and then just things explode so it's just a game of that where it's like everything you need to make sure all the screws are tightened you need to make sure it's um like all the belts are like the right size for the right tie for like the right like um guides like tank treads or whatever but if you like part of the joy is not necessarily fighting it's just seeing them break apart and who breaks apart first so you this know? game's going to start off i love the idea of the community of this because it's going to start off with people being like <laughs> big robot go clunk 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 <laughs> but then like by like four years into it you're going to have people in the forums being like it's pretty unrealistic that the Shining Finger Gundam can do this because if you check out the p- positioning of the shoulder plate, <laughs> and like we are going to watch a community you- become the fucking pits. <laughs> Actually, no. I I think what fascinates me more is that the community you've created just turned this into a fucking Gundam game. Well, they'd be using <laughs> like, it to try hey, to rebuild. This was like Gundams. meant to be about mechs, but people are just like, "Hey, I'm gonna make the angel, the angel Gundam, or the Death Guard Gundam, or the fucking Flaming Finger Gundam." By the way, Flaming Finger is not <laughs> a choice name for a Gundam. That is a sexual thing, and nobody saying, can tell me different. If you give me the systems in Kerbal Space Program to build a giant robot, <laughs> I'm going to try to build the Lancelot from Code Geass. Okay, that's fair. I, I thought you were gonna say uh. The Gurren, I thought you were going to make Gurren Lagon. They would never give me the resources needed to build a robot big enough. I think you're just a quitter. This game is all about li- unlimited imagination, my guy. Actually, you know who I'd make if I can make a mech game? I'd make the Iron Giant. And then, oh, like, shit. his super move is that he just fucking explodes. <laughs> He's just, he just walks over to people, says, I am Superman, and just detonates. <laughs> you got just, one more for me? Uh, yeah, hold on one second. <laughs> all right uh <laughs> oh god where is it where is it no oh, okay. i guess actually i have one more this one comes to us from busto 314 pepsi man's tragic backstory told in the form of dance dance revolution game aj do you know anything about pepsi man yeah he's the horrible 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 bad mascot from pepsi from like the 90s or something i actually have no idea when or why he existed i just know i hate this was like the chrome looking guy right yes okay so his tragic backstory by the way is just that he was dancing really really too close to a vat of pepsi and he tripped and (laughs) fell into it yes I and like, so the Dance Dance oh Revolution God. game is just I a dance dance game JoJo. on the hardest difficulty, but if you mess up, your character s- slips and falls into a giant vat of Pepsi. Well, I feel like it's just a Dance Dance Pepsi Revolution clear, game. specifically. It's a Dance Dance Revolution game on <laughs> Pepsi's, like, he, he had a fall in, in the 90s. Like, people just in a vat loving of clear him. Pepsi. No, 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 no. Just, like, his career failed. Like, oh, okay. It, his career failed, and this is his, like, rise to fame again, where he's going to become, like a dance dance revolution star and get hired by Pepsi again. So like AJ, that's his tragic thing is like, he is no longer Pepsi man. He's just man. And it's just him trying to become Pepsi man again because they <laughs> dropped him in the nineties. Cause they realized it was a horrible ad campaign. Okay. Wait, so wait, they originally just had a dancer, a normal everyday dancer. Mm-hmm. He, he sucks. They get bored of him. Mm-hmm. Now he, now he's on his rise again. He's on his uptick. He got mm-hmm. the Pepsi branding. Mm-hmm. He's on the Pepsi deal. He's dancing. He's having a good time. He's he locks a sponsored deal with Pepsi. 
Mm-hmm. He's dancing. And like, I think the game is like kind of like a guitar hero game where like there's a story in the background about you getting bigger and battered venues. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a guy dancing at bigger and badder things in the background of your dance dance revolution game. Yes. But then the final level is like, you're at a Pepsi concert. You're dancing for them. AJ, it's AJ, an no, unwinnable no, 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 no. level. No, 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 your no, character no, no. Slips it's Super Bowl because Super Bowl is sponsored by Pepsi, dude. Are you kidding me? <gasps> You're at the Super Bowl. You're at the fucking Everything's Super Bowl. Going You're a halftime show. It is an unwinnable level, is mm-hmm. the thing about the last level of Crystal Pepsi Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. Your character model slips in the background, falls into a vat of Crystal Pepsi, emerges as Pepsi Man. I hate that you said Crystal Pepsi. Have you ever tried Crystal Pepsi? It's like no. drinking. It's like drinking ass. It really... Don't like it. Um, but yes, I, I am. I, I do think Crystal Pepsi does have mutational powers. So that's so uh, the you game. You remember that ends one game, on Sunset tragedy? Overdrive, that was just about like energy drinks giving <laughs> mutation powers? That game was pretty cool, though. Like the movement mechanics in it were pretty rad. It was a dope game. Damn, mm-hmm. Sunset Overdrive 2 win. That was an Xbox 3. That was an Xbox One launch title, wasn't it? Yes. Like that was like an exclusive? Yep. God, I miss those. <laughs> oh man could you imagine launch titles Fuck. I, no i mean i miss exclusives xbox one doesn't make it fucking exclusives anymore AJ. <laughs> that's not true they have gears again yeah but th- that's a franchise like one I'm, day I'm, they might have another halo but that's a franchise aj you know how many new titles we're getting on ps4 right now bro what about that hit xbox one title recore everyone's favorite game recore god that game really did not do well did it it wasn't that it was bad it's just like the like nobody played it. No one <laughs> wanted to play it. Yeah, no like reason. I guess the marketing wasn't really all that good. Like the trailers weren't that engrossing. I don't know. It gave me like really enslaved vibes. Remember that game? God, yeah, that, I that didn't like a enslaved. Lot of I mean, the gameplay loop was boring as fuck, but like the story was pretty nice. It was uh, it was just sci-fi journey to the west, wasn't it? Uh, basically, yeah. They, but it, Enslaved like, pulled the Treasure Planet system and said, what if we make a cool sci-fi look and then just took an old story? Yeah, but like... Which is a good main, tactic. But the main That's what char- we're doing with our nugget this week. The fair, but like, I feel like Monkey and his dynamic with the girl was actually really interesting. Like, I, I love... Wait, like stories. His name is just Monkey. Yeah, his name's just fucking Monkey, dude. Isn't that rad? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, AJ, you would love it because he's based off of the Monkey King. You know, like how Naruto. Yeah, I know because it's the the thing's just journeyed to the West. Yeah, so it's and that's like the coolest fucking thing. And you know what they do instead of giving him a tail, he just has like a scarf in his back pocket that looks like a tail. That's really bitching. It's his character design so fucking good, but like the story of of it is really interesting because I have like a a weird like weak i'm not not weak but a weird affinity towards stories where like people are reluctant to be in their situation but by the end of the story they realize that this is where they're meant to be even though they hated being there at the beginning and that's like like there's this scene spoilers like this game's been out forever but the whole are you about to spoil the journey to the west no not journey to the west but like fucking enslaved like the whole point is is that this guy monkey is given a slave headband and has to do everything the other main uh the main actress or main other other main character says and like he fucking hates being there but by the end of the game he's like he gets his headband removed but he's like no i i need I need this because I want to be here for you. And he puts it back on and it's just like this really cool moving scene. And I love game. I love games like that, but also you look cooler with the headband. He does look way cooler with the headband. So AJ, what's our nug, man? Space Moby Dick. 
Space. Oh, I'm sorry, Whaleo. Whaleo is our no, nug this week. No, I think Cat Girl, Cat Girl Chipotle is way better. Cause just think of the branding, dude. Like think of think of the art. Think of all the fun like little things we can do at Chipotle instead of like just their boring ass Chipotle wrapping paper. All of their all of their uh, part of their mar- marketing campaign is all the burrito wrapping just has cat girls on it. Man, we gotta start finding a system for what to do when we come to odds at the end here, huh? Yeah, like maybe we could do. Is there like a quick game we can play that can be done in like two sentences? Like we play a game to decide our game. Yeah. Here's right. what we're going to do. All right. Tell me about it. We're each going to say one thing about our game that we mm-hmm. think makes it a real nug ability. We right now get to add a wrinkle to each of these games. Mm-hmm. Whichever one makes the other one laugh more will be the game that we choose. Mm-hmm. So we really got to put our nose to the grindstone and really come up with a good funny haha. Mm-hmm. It's just one word. Well, one 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 thing, like a buzzword. Like, what's something you could add to this game that would really just knock it out? I I know I know mine already. All right, what do you got? Outfits, AJ. Outfits are very outfits, good. Outfits you could design your own. Fucking it. It's like a fashion designer. Like a cat. Imagine a cat girl cafe, but everything's like steampunk, and they all have like sweet like goggles and shit like that. People would eat that shit up. People, right, I would go so, to a cat girl cafe. So you're proposing like a little bit of a progression system. Like yes. this is a co-op long, asymmetric, asymmetric co-op long-term game. Yes. And you can design Not just the like look a little restaurant. one-off session that you, you can design the look of the outfits. And I don't want it to get fucking like weird and sexual and gross. I want it to be like actual fun, like outfits. Like, hey, what if we do a thing where everybody's like in Halloween costumes? Like everybody's like a different <laughs> theme. Like one person's like a stone golem one person's like a witch one person's a skeleton i want right, to do so fun if, shit like if that if there's a progression system and like we expect people to be in this game for a little while what's the end goal what what is the end goal for the cat you gotta Chipotle? you gotta sell more over this the the game takes place within one quarter of a sales season at the end of the game you need to have sold more than Catboy sharkies <laughs> and you can sell more by like having a variety of outfits so it'd be like you can start doing themed days you can also do like a moonlighter system where you can maybe even adjust the set the pricing of like you could do sales you could be like buy two burritos get one free and it becomes like a shop simulator as well as a like having to man it herd cats basically to make okay, burritos. you know what yeah i'm actually very interested in this game that like kind of like like the idea of like a business simulator where you have to be managing it co-op, right? Because then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like you don't just get to make decisions. Like the decisions that you make as the one managing the Chipotle is going to affect me, the supervisor of the Chipotle, trying mm-hmm. to herd these cats. This is this is a joint operation. Like we were two friends that were like, we found this million dollar idea of cat Chipotle, Chipotle. Chipotle. <laughs> and we're pursuing that venture. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you know what? I'm into it. Yeah, dude, actually. hell yeah. Is do we do we want to look at boss fights this week? I like could the could we look at boss fights and be like maybe these are some opposing restaurants that you have to like let's deal with? Let's look at let's look at boss fights and see what l- jumps out to okay, us. Okay. Okay, okay. For those that don't know, boss fights is our Patreon Discord channel where you can submit uh boss ideas that we include in every episode. Uh <laughs> I opened it up and from Deku Scrub, we see just a muscly dude wearing a jacket, and instead of a human head, it's just a cat head. So, <laughs> okay, this brings up. Okay, so the game is marketed as Cat Girl Chipotle. Yes, there's a recruitment system. Yeah, 
like you can recruit <laughs> different people, right? Like you can get like a really, really buff dude with a cat head. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to come with his own issues that the, he's going to come up with his own issues that the, the floor manager is going to have to deal with, but mm-hmm. he's going to come up with so many perks and bonuses that the manager gets, mm-hmm. the CEO gets, we got to figure out how to differentiate these two people between the, the, like the two players that are running this game. Yes. I think you can do the CEO and the CFO or just like just the what, co-owners. What a CEO and floor manager. The CEO is the one that's playing like the, well, the manager game. Well, I think you can just game, do two managers because you can have like two The floor manager man- is the one that's doing the VR. We need okay. to differentiate the terminology just so that when we're explaining okay, so C- this. CEO and floor manager. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. So the buff cat is going to come up with all of these perks for the <laughs> for the CEO, right? Like mm. he's not going to take that much money when you hire him. He's going to be able to lift all the boxes in the back room really easily. He's going to mm-hmm. make some of the timers a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. So it's basically the problem for the floor manager though is that he's so very big and he takes up two spaces. Like I can't, mm-hmm. as the floor manager, I can't get another cat girl in his station. It's just him the whole time if he's in the beans place. <laughs> and he doesn't move. He just stands in the corner with his arms crossed, just like like huffing and puffing. It's like <laughs> he's like <laughs> or doing those weird noises. You know, like when cats see birds, they do the that sound. You ever yeah. see cats do that? He's just doing that in the corner to to themselves. And I, as the floor manager, like, I cannot have you as the CEO place him in the meat section because that means that as the floor manager, I have to keep an all constant tabs on him to make sure that he's not stealing the meats and trying to get extra gains on the clock. <laughs> the idea of just a cat if- girl being placed at a cooking station, but also like helping themselves to the, the food is just such a, it's just such a health hazard. It's going to happen every now and again. And the big buff cat guy is going to be going for the gains all the time. I have to keep him off of those, those chickens and beefs. I, okay. Okay. That's what I, I see another thing. Uh, this is a from Elise, ancient meme ar- archaeologist. It's a little, I think an iguan, no, a bearded gecko just inside of a Lego city. I'm going to use that as just like, you have to make sure um, that <laughs> OSHA, you know, like the OSHA building facility that goes in and makes sure companies are running their things safely. <laughs> OSHA is run by bearded geckos. So you need to make sure your but restaurant. The li- it's the lizard people that run the government. <laughs> <laughs> so. You need to make sure that your uh, restaurant is being run safely and the workstations and stuff are clean. So that adds like that's something the floor manager also has to do um, because OSHA can come in at any time. Like maybe um, they come in once a week, but you don't know what time they're coming in. So there's like a random thing where it's like I just like any other just like real life. Like you don't know when the inve- they're going to come in and like make sure things are running fine. Or like uh, corporate is going to send in a person, you know, like how they send in those like people to act like their customers just to see what their experience is like. Mm-hmm. You get that, but like the tell is that that they're a lizard. <laughs> so you know, like <laughs> so I can make sure a... that their experience is very good. Yes. So like a lizard comes in and enters your line for a burrito, you got to make sure that experience is 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 damn good for them. And that's something that the floor manager needs to catch, right? The floor yes. manager, because they're in the VR, they're going to see the lizard tail. They have to be mindful and then they have to let the CEO know and they got to be like, hey, we have a lizard person in here. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that we have a very, very good speaker on the uh, 
mm-hmm. cash register. Mm-hmm. Don't put the cat head guy at the cash <laughs> register. He can't speak English. He just growls at people. <laughs> he just growls and hisses. And that's fine when, like, when it's like uh, rush hour, but it's not fine right now. Oh, shit. Awesome. 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 Okay. That's our nug. We're ready for patch notes? I'm ready for patch notes. Yeah. Sweet. Also, it's just called Cat Girl Chipotle. That's it's it. just called Cat Girl Chipotle. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Rolls off the tongue great. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. This week, Blake and I are continuing our efforts to raise voices that we think really need to be raised and push groups and agendas that we think could use some more push. Mm-hmm. Uh, for today, I wanted to go ahead and push a project that I found out recently called the Okra Project. Uh, essentially, at its core, it is a group that pays trans black chefs to go in and cook for trans black families. That's rad. Yeah, no, it, it's a really, really cool idea. I had only heard about it recently, and it was never something that I really even considered as something to do. But it's a really cool way to put people that like are pursuing that as a career in a position where they can help out people. I mm-hmm. think it's a really, really neat thing. Yeah, hell yeah. And then uh, for me, I am just going to be including a link to a site where you can get a whole bunch of info on just kind of what's going on right now and places that require donations and other things. It's I believe it's a card that you it's been making its rounds around Twitter. Um, it's just something to get informed. Um, and yeah, is this the Black Lives Matter card? Yes. Or is this yeah, okay. the Black, My, Black Lives Matter card? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. let's. Again, these are important things that need to be funded. Uh, we need to make sure that when we do go back to normal, that it's not back. It's mm-hmm. a new normal. That yeah. It's a safer place for everybody. That's really, you know, like we're a jokey haha but the podcast, but like there's bigger things than this going on. And I think it's we need to do our part and share that information. And I think my family is now playing shit on the major TV. I apologize. <laughs> I think that's the sign that I need to wrap up. Um, I love you all. Happy Pride Month. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. I have been AJ Hart. And I have been Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor. Our intro and outro music is Cheap Shot by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent song from an excellent band for an excellent game. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games. That should not be made. Hey, AJ, you want to go grab a bite at Cat Girl Chipotle? I'm on my way to Cat Girl Chipotle right now. Fuck yeah, see you there.